0: Step-aside feedback, make way for growth. Kathy Penny and I are talking about another paradigm shift in accomplishment-driven leadership. A new episode of The Wheelhouse begins right now. Welcome to Season 4 of The Wheelhouse, I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, I am delighted to host a roundtable discussion with two of my favorite leaders in education, Penny Brockway and Catherine Mone. We'll focus on one of the foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. You know, in season three, we explored the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. We'll continue exploring accomplishment-driven leadership in this roundtable by thinking about the paradigm shifts we need to make on our journey to becoming accomplishment-driven leaders. At Students Matter, we believe it's a priority as educators to prove to each student and each teacher that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge, and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Right. Hello, and welcome back to the wheelhouse. Our roundtable discussion continues with my good friends Kathy Moni and Penny Brockway. Good morning, my friends.
1: Good morning, friends. Good morning. Happy March.
0: Holy moly. How did we get here so fast? The Ides of March, right? Mm -hmm. Here we are. Well, this is an exciting conversation. And in full disclosure, we started it before we hit the record button. So (laughs) we're going to back up a little bit and we're going to talk about it in ways that make sense. So this paradigm shift is about, you know, this one and next week's, I think, are really, really I mean, they're all really interesting, but this one in particular um, is something that leaders live and breathe all the time, and that is shifting the conversation and the work and the focus from feedback to growth, feedback to growth. So let's just talk about feedback for a minute because, you know, I, of course, I find that word and that whole process horrible but you know I, I i tend to be a little bit overly dramatic and go to to the extreme so let you know let's talk about you know what is feedback when you think about that term in a traditional sense as a leader what is that what have we been uh you know, trained to think about when we think about feedback
2: so i think about instructional leadership right and instructional rounds and what that would look like, whether it was the three-minute version or the little bit longer than three-minute version. And really buying into the fact that being in the teacher's classroom and helping them recognize what was going on um, from my perspective, I guess, or a team's perspective that was pushing into their rooms was, um, was a step in the right direction. And so the feedback came in form of a conversation afterwards or an email or sometimes with in some places that I supported, it was a checklist of things that were seen or not seen in the room. A sticky note left on the desk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With a grow and a glow. Yeah. I think those were some of the words used or whatever frame of that we were thinking about at the time.
1: Yeah. So really looking at a, a glimpse in time in passing judgment on what it is that we see, right? So it's that observation and often tied um, in the kind of lowest level um, to evaluations. And so that feedback is directly connected to a teacher's evaluation. And it may happen um, the, you know, required two times a year may, re- you know happen a little more often as it should. Um, But it really is this judgment call that um, oftentimes is left then for the teacher to, on their own, to be thinking about, okay, do I agree? Do I disagree? What do I do with that? Do I ask you to come back and see something different, you know, more because I've done something with that feedback you've given me? I was just going to say in some places it morphed into
2: something a little bit more than Mm -hmm. the teacher on their own, right? Mm-hmm. Because it could be the teacher sitting and thinking through with an administrator, what is it you want us to be watching for or looking for? And then we come in as an administrator and we focus just on that, um, maybe tied to their eval goals, mm-hmm. um, you know, so so the attempt to make it something more than a judgment um, and a, a passing of the, here's what I saw now. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of handoff the attempt to make it more than that, because we knew that wasn't feeling good. Mm -hmm. Teachers made it really clear, very, very clear. This doesn't do me any good. And that usually isn't said with anything
1: other than a lot of angst and, Mm -hmm. um, discontentedness. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about last week with that, you know, buy-in piece, right? So it it tends to keep us living in that um, buy-in versus, you know, looking at them wanting to come along with us um, because it is this judgment. And yeah, Penny, I absolutely agree. We've attempted, many of us have attempted to go further than that, to to have conversation, to really... Um, inspire growth within, you know, educators, and just oftentimes because of what we've done with the world of evaluation, um, with it being so tied to my my job and whether or not I keep it, um, in just extreme measures, that it it just seems like we've just been in this vicious cycle of kind of being stuck in that world of judgment and what do I do with that? Do I do it? Do I defend myself? do I take it? Do I do something with it to really um, try to show some, some level of growth and want to want to.
0: I had a conversation with a principal who who was like, well, you know, I've, I've given, I've given this teacher feedback. So now I'm going to go back to see if they've addressed those Mm -hmm. things that I, that I told them about. And I was just mortified Mm -hmm. from, uh, you know, from all the things that, That you all have talked about, I just find it incredibly arrogant. I think that's, that's my, that's my issue with feedback is I find it incredibly arrogant and maybe it's the traditional sense. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I always have to like, you know, go to the extreme and I know people don't do this all the time. So some, some people have good intentions, right. But it's like, I just find it so arrogant that I can walk into a, you know, that I think that I can walk into a classroom for three minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes. I don't even care if I stay the whole day, you know, the whole the whole lesson. If I'm not there often enough, it's still a drive-by, mm-hmm. regardless of how long I've been there. And how dare I, how dare I think that I know enough to make constructive feedback and comments in a drive-by? I think that's what I bothered by the most when I think of the term feedback. And again, you know, I'm pushing the envelope a little bit but it's like, really, it was a drive-by. That was all it was.
1: But we also um, come into contact with educators that they don't like you just to be in the classroom as leaders without giving some form of feedback. So it's that, so what did you see? What did you think? And if you you don't leave that, then they're seeking you out because they, again, they want to know what you think. Um, I guess they want to be able to To please the leader, that principal or whomever that might be. And if you say nothing, which you shouldn't do that either, um, Mm -hmm. then absence of feedback sometimes can lead to some angst on behalf of the, the educators.
0: And do you think evaluation yeah. drives that that angst? That
1: absolutely.
0: So worried about what it is we're going to say or think.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. and it's the reality of both participants. Mm -hmm. The administrator has to do evaluations and the teacher knows they're going to be evaluated. They Mm -hmm. want to understand how the administrator views the work that they're doing Mm -hmm. and the administrator is required to let them know. So how do you do that so that it's more than feedback, Mm -hmm. more than drive-bys? And and I have argued for quite a while now, (laughs) right, that
0: we shouldn't we should keep our mouths shut. Until we deeply understand what instruction looks like in a particular classroom or what Mm -hmm. or what, you know, for if we're if we're central office working with principals, we should really understand what what it looks like to be that that principal or what it means to be that teacher before we open our mouth and start talking about things that we, you know, because very often in a drive by situation, we don't really know what we're talking about we know what we saw in that moment but we don't know that that moment is an anomaly
2: we don't know the the situation that from which they're choosing this set of um uh, of next steps right and we don't understand why they as a, a person put in the space of making this set of, of decisions for the day or for the week or the year right we don't know what what motivates them for that and i think that's that's part of the shift, right? That's where growth comes into play um, and focusing on growth versus focusing on providing
1: feedback. And I think what it connects to is what we talked about previously when we move from this all to each. What you just described, Benny, was you know that knowing that person, that human, and at a deeper level and helping make decisions about partnering for that growth versus this, okay, it's all of you are getting feedback because that's my job. I got to do that. um, Versus this, what do you, what do you need on the individual level? What does that Mm -hmm. mean? What's our relationship? How do we really collaborate and partner to grow together and not that we're doing something to you that we're doing this together?
0: I think think that idea of co-creation is really important,
2: right? Huge. I think on a building level, as well as an individual level, as a building co-creating the direction we want to go for our students, but individually then within that co-creating what's your next step to move forward, right? And what would it be? And what would you want to work on first? What would that look like? What's in your way? What do you see as your barriers? So you're really helping to build in them that ability to um, self-reflect, also.
0: So an accomplishment, an accomplishment-driven leader knows that uh, they have identified the destination. Right? Uh, We've talked a lot about the the destination. We've talked about discretionary effort and how do we get people. To, you know, to, to come up with and volunteer and identify things that they can do to get us, to get the organization, the building, the district, whatever, you know, whatever, closer and closer to that strategic vision. Accomplishment-driven leader also knows that the only way they're going to get there is to build capacity. Right, build capacity because we have to assume that people are giving it their all that they're working from from what they know <laughs> right and what they know how to do well and so if that's not getting them to the destination then we have to build build capacity to do that and so put your adl hat on for a moment and mm-hmm. what is why would an AD, why would an adl an accomplishment driven leader Minimize, minimize as much as possible this evaluation task. Minimize as much as possible this feedback task and concentrate on growth or capacity building instead. Why is that the focus? Why do you think, what What are your thoughts around that? Because I, I see an accomplishment-driven leader As going Okay, those aren't going to get me where I need to go. I need to focus on capacity building and growth. And we're all, every single one of us, we're all on a growth trajectory.
2: I think one of the reasons you focus in on those, you minimize evaluation, you minimize is because that is about the system um, of the classroom or the system of the building as compared to the development of the individual. And the development of the individual, um, I think, is what we recognize that those gifts and those talents that each person brings to the table that you recognized, hopefully, a glimpse of in an interview. And that's why you wanted them on your team. That's what's going to bring the uniqueness that I think then drives, right, um, allows them to say, I have something that I can give that my discretionary effort can demonstrate and can bring to the table that is going to uniquely help us move in the direction that the district has set or that the building has set.
1: Yeah, spot on. I wrote down discretionary effort because ultimately we don't, um, it can't be about the leader. I mean, we want to, to help build that sense of, um, wanting it right and that growth can't be dependent on another person so my growth as an individual can't be dependent on either one of you right so if i don't want it if i don't really desire to be a part of it if i don't have that sense of self efficacy to be able to continue to move and and seek that out then it continues to be this you're just passing judgment on me what do i do with that And, and sometimes it's, you know, I'll, I'll do that temporarily because sooner or later you're going to leave and another principal is going to come in. So it doesn't really matter. So I'll play your game while I have to play it. But this sense of discretionary effort of people wanting and choosing for themselves to come alongside you because they do believe in, in that destination. They believe in that strategic vision. Um, That's a very different mindset. Um, Versus a temporary and long-term, it goes back to that, you know, why we do what we do, not just that simple what. And they believe in it, but they also,
2: I think there's a deeper belief. Mm -hmm. I believe in something, but I also believe it is going to make the difference, right? Mm -hmm. And I am willing then to take the risk. Mm-hmm. And so I will risk who I am and what I do for the sake of moving this forward. Well, if I'm continually getting feedback that really doesn't, I have to work at figuring out how it even aligns, mm-hmm. that diminishes risk. Mm-hmm. And we see that all over our school buildings in today's world. Mm-hmm. We have diminished the ability of the adults in the in the building, in the district, to take a risk. And they're terrified to take a risk because the feedback on that risk might be, and that, and we're back to the loop of evaluation, right? Mm-hmm. And the the crying that that is in stripping away from individuals the ability to be themselves and take a risk, and that risk is where discretionary effort comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, you minimize that when you don't understand a person.
0: Agreed. So, so what does it feel like when? accomplishment driven leaders create this atmosphere where we all know we all know that like we're all on a growth trajectory right we're all growing because that's the only way we get to where where we're going and that this isn't about evaluation it's not about whether you're highly effective or minimally effective this is about The only way we get where we're going is if if the leader steers some growth, right, Uh, and expects growth. I think when you look at the the, um, rubric for guidance, you know, which is, you know, certainly all of the arenas are aligned to this conversation, but certainly guidance in particular, (laughs) you know, is there. And two of the words that are in the definition of what guidance is, is that, an accomplishment-driven leader steers the learning, right? They're making decisions about the direction. They support it and guide it, and they expect it. Mm -hmm.
2: I think those are interesting words. I think so too, and I think it speaks to the fact that they still have to know it. So it's not about not visiting classrooms. Mm -mm. It's not about not joining you shoulder to shoulder while you're teaching. Um, It's not about not doing that. (laughs) Um, So what does that look like? What does that look like to, to be able to um, steer and expect, and yet Allow for individuality. Allow for gifts and talents to rise to the top, um, and help people be able to take risks that they maybe never thought they
1: could. Mm-hmm. So, thinking about something really concrete to me, um, many moons ago when I was a principal, it was really about you know the the decision on behalf of the team to. Um, start using this instructional approach with, you know, a math workshop. So we knew as a building that that was our ultimately, and what did that look like and really defining those pieces. And then within that, what's that professional learning that we're doing to be able to, you know, as a, as a whole to learn, but then small group and individually What do we need to know and understand to get better and better at that? So it's this belief in this destination where we're heading um, and then steering all of that learning and the needs based on each person within that, that building. And then what are their next steps? How do I partner with them? How do I partner or what does that look like for them to partner together and just be really strategic about every move we were making to be really Intentional about those get guiding us to, to that destination. And so then when it came to giving, partnering with them and giving, you know, feedback, it was intentional. It was about growth. They wanted it. They wanted to share. They believed in it because it was what we all. Determined, And then ultimately my responsibility to make sure that I was guiding them in that direction and then seeing and celebrating the growth that they were making along the way um, was, was huge, you know, just so to see that, but it was all about the intentionality and the allowing to take risks and learn and knowing that this is a space that we're, we're all working on trying to improve our practice based on where we're at, and we can make um, mistakes, try different things because it's, I'm not worried about the end being about my evaluation. I want this. I believe in this. And therefore I want you to be a part of this with me.
0: I think that's a really good example of what it, of what it ought to look like and feel like if we are Mm -hmm. all headed In the same direction, if we are, you know, thinking about that shift from all to each, thinking about discretionary effort, thinking about what it means to build capacity, as opposed to providing, you know, what I would consider to be one-dimensional feedback, right? -hmm. Um, That that has to feel differently, Mm -hmm. Or the people that are involved in this, because it's a collaborative collective journey forward.
1: Yeah, and the entire climate of the building did feel different because we were on this journey together. we We wanted it. We were excited about what we were doing. We wanted to hear um, what did that look like in other spaces. Um, that it it didn't feel like it was this heavy lift that somebody was requiring of us instead we we wanted it
0: if, if this is what if this is what we yearn for right this is the goal of accomplishment driven leaders for um you know to, 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 for people who work within our charge to be to move away from feedback right low bar not saying you shouldn't do it Low bar and moving to growth, right? With all those rich components that we've talked about, shouldn't we be doing that with our children too in our <laughs> classrooms?
1: My goodness, yes. <laughs> There's, I mean, it's it's I mean, a hard question. <laughs> it's no, exactly. and in almost
2: everything we talk about, as an accomplishment-driven leader. I use the fact that it's like nesting dolls, right? Um, it, the district has. To be leading the way and um, modeling, 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 and then building leaders have to model. And who's the building leaders' classroom? Who are their students? Their teachers, mm-hmm. and then the teachers have to be doing this with each of their students. Mm-hmm. And and it's honoring each. And that's the last couple of things that both of you um, alluded to and said. I was like, that's the each piece. This mm-hmm. is about knowing that individual as one of your team members, as one of your colleagues, as one of your, it's about knowing who they are as a unique individual and being able to pull from that, the beauty that they have to offer. And Mm -hmm. um, so it is, and that's what we should be doing for our children. Each one of them. Mm
0: -hmm. Any final thoughts on feedback versus growth?
1: This was a great conversation. It's one of my my. We've had a lots of great conversations, but this is one of my favorites. I think that it was just um, that that pre that we said we sh- we should have been recording, <laughs> kind of leading leading into. I think that there's just this level of um, excitement you know in in us and with penny and i in regards to the work that we do currently and formally as leaders and and what that means to really be partners um, with educators to to be able to really guide and support the the level of growth um that they each deserve yeah
2: i think it's getting harder and harder to separate the shifts right <laughs> So as we we name one and we talk about it and we name the next, um, it, it gets harder and harder to pull them apart and distinguish them from each other. Um, but I think this is a great process um, for me to be able to say, yeah, and that's a piece of it. And that's a piece of it. And that's a piece of it. Um, it'll be interesting to hear the whole series when it's done.
0: You know, and speaking of uh, pieces, our next piece is kind of a continuation of this conversation because Kathy loved it so much. Um, we're going to talk about, I, I think, a really, you know, a, a, a natural next step in the evolution of growth. And that is the paradigm shift away from professional development <laughs> to changes in practice. And that, my friends, is episode number six. Stay tuned. We'll see you next week. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of season four drop every Tuesday beginning February 7th and running through March 28th. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through Soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online course on accomplishment-driven leadership, or if you have something you'd like to share or a leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on LinkedIn or Mastodon, and of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify or any other place where you find your podcasts. It can also be found on our website uh, at Captivate, and that address is https forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Together, our goal is to continuously enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership. Proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable is hard work, but being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we got it.